0: The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Community Conversations. I'm your host, Roger Colton. Happy birthday to the Belmont Public Library. The library turns 150 years old this year, and over that time, as you can imagine, the way society stores and accesses information has constantly evolved, and we're seeing that evolution today in Belmont as as well. So today, I have asked Kathy Cohane, Chair of the Board of Trustees of the Belmont Public Library to join us for a conversation. Thanks for coming over.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Kathy, uh, happy birthday, well, by the way. <laughs> uh, let's set the scene. Uh, the library has been around for 150 years, uh, but uh, my understanding is that the, the Belmont Public Library Is one of the most used libraries in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Is that correct?
1: It's absolutely correct and we are the 11th best circulating library in the state of Massachusetts and we are obligated to keep records of our circulation and the number of people that visit the library Uh, and so that's how we have that information. We have we've progressed. I think when I joined the trustees, we were the thirteenth best circulating. We're now the eleventh. Um, we have over, a, uh, on average, a thousand people a day that visit the library, and so certainly that ebbs and flows. But uh, but a thousand visitors uh, coming in to our doors, and that doesn't count the people that are cutting through the parking lot to drop off books at the bookshelf and yes. the book drop. So really one of the most heavily used services and facilities in town.
0: Well, I have to tell you, I, I'm one of those users. Uh, the library, the Belmont Library is my office away from the, the office. If I want to get it away from the telephone, from the Internet, and just sit down to uh, get some real work done, right? I go to the library.
1: Right well and i think to to your point 150 years and things certainly have changed in terms of how people are using the library and then drives the services that we perform so we we see many folks like you who come and and it's it's really their home away from home or their office away from home it's a gathering place so people are going not only to get information, to get guidance, to participate in a program or a sing-along or a read-along, but they're going to, you know, kind of collect and and, and using it as a workplace, a reflective place.
0: So let's let's talk about what brings people in. Uh, You've got uh, the the children's room, a young adult room, of course, the stacks. Uh, Can you give us a brief overview of the the parts of the the library
1: yeah so so, we can, so let's talk about the ones that are visible and the ones that aren't visible right? uh, of course so, right when when you walk in the and bo- the ground floor from the parking lot that's certainly where the the children's room is located uh, and again um, one of the strongest programs in, in in the state in terms of utilization and programs uh, also on that floor we have a lot of of community space so we've got the flat room and the assembly room a lot of the staff space is there as well so with the circulation we have all those books need to be processed all need to be handled um, so a lot of that activity happens on that first floor when you move to the to the main floor is where we have most of the collections all the the, the different periodicals the different books reading rooms the reference room it's where you've and if folks have visited lately they know that we've done a lot of refresh um, in the that, West
0: Wing. The West Wing has been closed for a while.
1: Yeah, the West Wing has been closed for longer than we would like, um, but we are actually putting in insulation. There was you know, an absence ah. of insulation, um, so uh, putting in an insulation, which then required an upgrade and the ceiling and the lighting as well. So you know, I think one thing that folks know, we've spoken about it, a very old facility um, and so in, in the name, need of, of some investment. But but back to kind of the, the space. So yes. main floor is really where we have our periodicals, our collections. Um, and then on the top floor is where there's some quiet space, some study space, and additional materials. We are looking to take over and build some quiet study rooms up there because the library is used quite a bit for people to go from from reflecting. We have a lot of tutoring that goes on. So that's something that we've heard a lot from the community about wanting quiet study space.
0: And, and just uh, not a silly thing, but a, a little thing I find fascinating when I'm there. Uh, upstairs yeah. uh, on the either the second floor or the third floor, depending right, on right, where right. you can. Uh, there's a topographical 3D map of Belmont. Yeah. Belma. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I've had never understood how high, uh, our home was in Cushing Square until I went oh. and studied that, that yeah. map one yeah.
1: day. Yeah. 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 It, it's fascinating. And, uh, but it's, you know, kind of stuck up on the third floor, if you will, if, if you, if you don't go up there, you wouldn't know that it, it's, it's there.
0: I, I would just recommend that anybody, uh, who has an interest in the town, uh, poke their nose into the library and head up there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Right.
1: Yeah, I th- and I think, you know, again, you know, on that theme of, um, you know, learning about the town, I-, I think, you know, folks know that we have the, the Claffin Room housed in the library, which is the historical room, um, and so that is open and, and also another um, fabulous resource for folks to go and, and explore um, when it's open. Um, so again, just along that theme of you know Belmont history and and collections, that's that's a, a fabulous resource as well.
0: I don't want people to get the wrong impression about the the Belmont Library. We we talk about the Belmont Library, but really the Belmont Library is part of a, a larger Minuteman system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, to be honest, I've never quite understood how that. Uh, how that fits right or what that means
1: well you know so i, I think there are a number of consortiums um, that are available you know communities gathering gathering together to pool resources uh to serve the community so the minuteman library network is one of those consortiums that we happen to belong to and so what that allows us to do is to borrow books from all of those member communities it's um Forty-three libraries, 62 locations. So it's really a central network, and so there are vans every day that go back and forth, uh, you know, kind of moving materials from one library to the next. So So
0: if I want something that isn't uh, uh, at the Belmont Library, uh, but Lexington uh, has it, uh, Lexington will send it over to Belmont and I can check it out.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And and so we belong to that particular consortium. Um, but but actually you can get materials from any uh, library in, in the state. So it's just this is, by being part uh, of the Minuteman, it's something that... Is is really kind of easier, uh, and there's there's a regular exchange of information. So, for a certain amount of money, I think we pay about $52,000 a year, goes up each year a little bit. We belong to that consortium. So, what it allows us to maybe not hold as many copies as a book of a book, but to be able to leverage, you know, kind of across that community of libraries to best leverage resources and materials.
0: And to extend that, just one final step: uh, it, having a Belmont Library card, then does that mean I could go into the Watertown Library or the Lexington Library? Absolutely, and absolutely. So, really, the, the Belmont Library is um, gives or ha- the, a Belmont Library card. Gives me access to the the regional libraries. It does without it does. having a Lexington library yeah. card. In the, the like.
1: only the only difference. Um, so you're absolutely right, and that's one of the, the key um, benefits. But there are some things. There are some programs and services that. Uh, that if you're a Belmont resident you'll you're given preferential treatment for so some of our ebook programs downloads uh, you need to be have a Belmont library card in order to access our our collection if you will okay um, so there are some restrictions um or some unique benefits uh, by having a Belmont library card um, that that just for folks to be aware of
0: well, and, and let's explore that for just a minute, if we might, uh, because even in our conversations uh, this morning, it, it sounds like we're talking about books. But the library nowadays is about far more than books. Right, uh, right. You walk in, and right there by the uh, uh, the front desk, the, there is the collection of uh, television shows and movies. Mm-hmm. But you have uh, you have all sorts of electronic. Uh, I don't know what the the terminology would be but electronic media right
1: right well you know people think about how we consume information today it it comes in many different forms it could be print could be electronic could be audio could be visual so really the library is the source for information in a variety of formats and we have seen you know people will say gee you know books are going away Everything's electronic. We don't need, you know, we don't need a library. So really, you know, the library used to be a place where you went to get information. Now it's a place where you go to learn how to use information or find the right information. In the age of information overload, it's really teaching people information literacy. Where are the right sources? What is the right um, information? How to navigate it? How to find it? Um, so. To to your question, you know, we see a, we've seen a huge spike in electronic um, media downloads, consumables in that way, and and so, but 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 equally, you know, our our print circulation is still as strong. So people have strong preferences. You know, some people I'm I'm a diehard paper person. You know, give me <laughs> give me a book. Um, others are you know want want to read on their Kindle. So. So we really try to find the right balance about making information available in a variety of formats to to reach our our audience, which is, you know, varied um, as well.
0: And thinking about that, I'm in my mid-60s. And so uh, unlike my 25-year-old daughter who uh, lives on her uh, electronic devices, I'm not always comfortable With uh, seeking out electronic information. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when one were to, if one were to go or when one goes to the library, they wouldn't be on their own. There are people there to help. Right. Right. People are there to help. Uh, patrons learn how to access right. this other information.
1: Well, and in fact, so we have the reference, you know, when you think about reference materials, you know, it, you and I have spoken about this before. I'm, you know, I'm used to, you know, world book encyclopedias, yes. <laughs> right? And so now all that's online. And so that's very much uh, part of what the librarian's role is, is to help guide and navigate you. We, in fact, offer programs uh, that folks can sign up for. And um, that you can go, the technology librarians will, um, will you know, offer different programs in terms of you know using different databases, accessing information. So you can come in and get one-on-one help, or you can come to one of our programs. I know we also go to the beach center, you know, so our librarians will go to the beach street center and and offer a, a training course there. So, um, you know, I think we're all about educating people on. How to use the library resources, and as as they've changed over the 150 years, and and will continue to change, we will need to change our methods, our instruction, our resources to accommodate that.
0: When I was a kid, uh, I used to go. I grew up in Des Moines, Iowa, and I used to go to the Des Moines Library and check out. Uh, the music, check out records. Yeah. I'll oh, call yeah. it a record. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the albums. Uh, can you still get music uh, fr- through the library? Through uh, the Belmont Library?
1: Great question. So you you can get music. Uh, I know you can get it on tapes. So I don't know if you can get records. Um, I'll, I'll have to check and find out. Um, but actually what I've heard is that records are coming back. You know, vinyl yes. is, is coming yes. back. Um, but, but I think... Um, I, I think the point is that if that you know we will change right as we have, in, in in the library. So you know when you when as you were saying when you come in, there's the, the stacks of CDs for the movies that you can take out. If this were back five years ago or six years ago, it might have been you know kind of the, the VHS I, VHS tapes. Uh, so so we'll of course con- right so we'll continue to change and evolve um as, as information formats evolve.
0: One thing that's always struck me about the library is that you really have an obligation to serve everybody who walks through the door, whether they're young or old or whether they are a casual reader or I don't know what the opposite of that, an intense reader yeah. uh, so it, you, Think about how how to deliver services or what services. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm,
1: absolutely, yeah. you know. I um, I think you know a statistic that, that I watch is how many people in town have a library card. So sixty five percent of our residents have a library card, um, and and so and we're you know so we, we really are serving you know everybody in the community. Uh, we, what we've seen over the past year is, is a lot of growth in, in our, you know, zero to three-year-old program. So there's, we've added program story times for, you know, for, for that age group because there's that demand. Really introducing, you know, our, our youngest residents to, you know, what it means, what's a book. And so part of those, those programs are not only for you know the babies and the children, but for the parents and the caregivers to How do you interact with a child and asking oh, the right questions when you're reading? So, uh, so we really, in fact, I think that we have a new children's librarian um, who has really been expanding some of the offerings in in that for that age group. But to your point about we do serve everybody, right? And so. There are uh, age groups and 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 different needs. We have three um, literacy programs that we offer. So we've expanded from those. So they're you know for adult uh, language, you know, um, you know English language, uh, where people can come and practice and learn and be guided. Um, we've focused a lot on on the teen program really because that's. Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of that in-between age group. And so giving the teens a place to come to um, that's a safe haven that's that's not home, but not, you know, not the streets. Yes. Uh, so we have hot, wor- hot chocolate and homework um, so they can come in a, in, in a safe, structured environment to do their homework, and but have some freedom. So you're really from, you know, from infancy to beyond. Um, we really do serve everybody and, and have targeted programs at each level based on what we're hearing from the community and, and, and what we think we can do a you know sponsor literacy and, and information um, awareness.
0: Do you have community uh, computers oh, or com- yes. community access to computers where somebody can just walk in and sit down and access the internet
1: we do and you know i think you know sometimes people just take for granted that everyone has access to the internet and 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 a computer and so we actually do have um, a number of public computers that are that are available i happen to have to have a stat here that they were used for over 20,000 sessions 20,000 800 sessions last year so because you have to sign up so so again i think you know it, it re- it's a community resource and so you can't expect that um that everybody has that that access to that information or that kind of a facility at home um, so yes. important for us to offer and we've expanded uh, the use of computers in the library so you can take out a laptop and have it available you know take it in the library and move around Uh, we have Kindles that are available.
0: And since it's a library, it's like uh, books or other media, it it would be without cost. Right. right. It's not as though you're renting them for $15 an hour. Right,
1: right, right, right.
0: I want to remind our listeners that we are talking with Kathy Cohane today. Kathy is the chair of the Board of Trustees of the, the Belmont Public Library. And as a member of the board of trustees she is an elected official here in belmont the trustees uh, are are elected Uh, i'd like to change uh directions for for just a moment because we've been talking about the library as a facility uh let's talk about the i don't know if it would be the business or the institutional relationships Uh, Mm -hmm. my understanding is um which may or may not be right uh, which is why you're here. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, I'll know the answer. There are three, really, sort of three arms to the organizations that uh, support the library. There's the Library Bo- Board of Trustees, which mm-hmm. oversees the facility. Mm-hmm. There is the Library Foundation, which is relatively new. And then there is the Friends of the Library. Right. Uh, what are, uh, well, let's set aside the trustees It's just being. Right. That's the board of directors. Yeah, they they're responsible for the business budget, staff, all the things that a board of directors. Right. Uh, and, and
1: the, the Friends has been around for for a long time, and they are um, a very valued partner, and and do uh, tremendous amounts in the library and and support programs and services. So the museum pass program, um, supported by the Friends. Many of the other programs, they'll give us a grant for, to host a music program. Uh, to, they'll sponsor staff to go to a conference. They, uh, they've actually sponsored some of the aesthetic things in the, in the library. So much of the reference room redo um, was, was supported by the friends, the planters in front of the library, supported by the friends. So they are a very um, important partner. And, and provide, pro, focus on programs and services. The Belmont Library Foundation is a 501c3. Uh, and, and Which was, means
0: it's a charitable, tax-deductible, contributions are tax-deductible.
1: Tax-de- and it, is, it was established um, about six years ago, and perhaps longer, but it is very much focused on fundraising um, and was established to support fundraising for a new library. I think folks may, may know that we are have recently gotten approval from town meeting to um, for a building committee. And we are looking to design, to develop de- schematic design to for a new library building. The Belmont Library Foundation will be instrumental in driving those fundraising efforts. So it's really, we talk about it, you know, kind of the three legs of the stool because we're all working. Um, you know, kind of independently, but in partnership to achieve really, the, the, the you know, the, the same result. What we want is the best resources, the best programs, the, the best facility for the community.
0: And let's talk about a new library uh, for a minute because we, we've been talking uh, – about how wonderful the the library is, but there is really a need for a new physical facility.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, you know the the current building is uh, fifty years old, and and as we've been talking about, you know, kind of the, the needs, you know, how you're using a library certainly has changed over that period of time. the the, the composition of the community has changed over that time. So the there are some real structural issues with the building, and there are real challenges with usability and space. So we had a, a feasibility study that concluded uh, uh, in 2017, with uh, that looked at different options for for the, the library. It could we could we um, renovate it? Could we renovate and and put an addition on? or did we really need to look at at a new facility? And the conclusion from that study was that a new building was the best option. Uh, There are considerations issues with with the current structure from the roof to the walls to the floor, Uh, not not spec to carry the loads that we have in there. Oh, interesting. Um, and, And so the cost for renovation, would be substantial you know just short of 10 million dollars for just to renovate it without giving us any improved service or use so the conclusion was that really we, we really need to be focused on on a new uh, a new building um, on the site that it is and um, and and doing it in partnership so the foundation is is gearing up to fundraise um to to see how much we could we could achieve in a public-private partnership, and and have uh, that amount of uh, capital that we could contribute to the to the overall cost.
0: And looking toward the future, I, I assume that the library will, uh, in the flow of things, will come behind the high school. Yes. But this isn't a theoretical notion. Uh, the the commitment has been made by town meeting by appointing that authorizing a, a building committee right. to move forward with a, a new library.
1: Yes, I, I think there was overwhelming support um, in the vote at town meeting for for um, for a building committee, and you know the town, and I think that's why we feel so strongly about the foundation being re-energized and focused on fundraising. You know, we have we have many capital projects, many demands on our taxpayers, and so we feel a strong obligation to do what we can uh, to fundraise to to as a contribution towards a new library.
0: We've been talking uh, I want to change directions again just just a sure. little bit. Uh, we've been talking about the library as the depository of information, but uh, uh, and I talked about how I go to work at the library uh, during the work week. But I'm often at the library on Saturdays and Sundays, not for my job, but to listen to music. Yes, uh, yeah I just uh, there was the twelve year old who oh, the twelve right, year old right. fiddler. Yeah. Uh, can you so the library is a community space mm-hmm. as much as a deposit repository, depository right. of uh, of information you have lectures you have music uh can can you talk yeah can you tell us a little bit
1: well so i think um you know so that's the program part of it and so there are they're in a a community gathering space so there there from from the music program with um the 12-year-old fiddler uh, and the you know the morning the morning, so that was in an after, in the afternoon. In the morning, there were two music programs with the Powers Music School. So there is, oh. you know, there's oh, there's always a host of programs that are being offered. It could be a music program, it could be a knitting program, it could be a book club, it could be an author series. Um, so, you know, I think we've seen a huge growth in the use of the library for those kinds of programs a lot of partnership with other uh, agencies in town whether it be with uh, we have books in bloom coming up in uh, the first weekend in march which is a partnership with a women's club with the foundation uh, with the friends and 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 we'll also have a celebration for the 150th anniversary birthday for the library but you know we partner with the senior center with uh, Belmont Against Racism, and, and offer movies, books, you know, so a wide variety of programs that are that are offered.
0: It, it, do you have sp- uh, spe- specific or special efforts to uh, uh, collaborate with the Belmont schools?
1: We do, um, and so again, you know, I think is, there's very strong partnership with the schools, and many of the the databases that we might offer or the books that we have will we'll align that with the school curriculum. Uh, the librarians are, are very often you know partnering with the, the educators in the school going to the schools. So I know when my kids were in the Chenery there was you know history project or history day and, and so at that time, kids used to come to the library. Now the librarians go to Chenery to teach the kids about primary sources and secondary sources and how to use that information. So very strong partnership uh, between, between those two organizations, and they're really an extension of one another. Um, and I think as we've, um, you know, the, the, some of the budget constraints with Uh, librarians in the public schools has really, you know, um, heightened that need for that partnership, right?
0: Well, uh, we're almost out of time, but uh, let me ask you one last question, Uh, and it's something you could probably opine on for hours, but uh, it seems like we're on the cusp. Uh, We're celebrating 150 years of history, but we're also at the cusp of moving to a new facility. Can you sort of reflect for a minute as the chair of the the Board of Trustees about the changes in the library and what the biggest change you expect, perhaps?
1: Do you understand the question? um, I I think the biggest change is that there will be continued change, right? That that I, I think we have with this administration, uh, from the trustees and the leadership that we have, with with Peter uh, Struzera as the as the new director, we've really looked to strengthen our partnership and collaboration with with other uh, departments in town, and really tried to enhance our community engagement. Right, we are a service that that services the public, so uh-huh. so we we exist to serve. And what we expect is that we will continue to change as the demographics in town change and as the needs of the community and as uh, information continues to take different forms and formats, we will continue to change to provide those services.
0: That's great. Thanks for uh, coming over, Kathy. Uh, Thanks for having me. I appreciate your taking time to to come. Kathy Cohane is the chair of the Board of Trustees for the Belmont Public Library, uh, celebrating its 150th birthday this year. Uh, you've been listening to Community Conversations. You can access Community Conversations on iTunes by searching for the BMC Podcast Network. And, of course, you can also stream... Community Conversations online by going to the Belmont Media Center website at belmontmedia.org. I would like to thank Kathy again for stopping over today. I would like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to Community Conversations. I'm your Community Conversations host, Roger Colton. I will talk to you again in two weeks.